There's a famous Gemara Masechtas Megillah about drinking on Purim. Rava said, A person is obligated to become inebriated on Purim to the point until he does not know how to distinguish between cursed is Haman and blessed is Mordechai. And this is a very strange statement. Why would Chazal want us to reach the point where we can't differentiate between Haman, the ultimate Rasha, and Mordechai, the ultimate Tzaddik? We are taught that it is imperative that we are able to discern Why is Rav suggesting that we do something which is totally out of character for us? If he wants to present a metaphor for something that represents two opposite extremes, he could have said between day and night or between black and white. Why specifically our Haman? So I'd like to share with you an incredible insight that I heard in a shir from Absurdly Bornstein that we can perhaps apply here as well. We conclude Elena with the Pasik Vahoya Hashem Lamelcha Kala Aretz, and will be at the end of days that Hashem shall be king over the whole world, and on that day Hashem will be one and his name will be one. And the Gemara asks, is that to say that now Hashem is not one? So the Gemara explains, The world to come is not like this world. In this world, For good news, we recite the bracha, And we say, However, In we will always say, So classically understood, in this world, we sometimes hear good news and sometimes bad news. So for the good news, we say, And for the bad news, we say, However, in Olam there will only be good news. So we will always say, Comes along the Noi Yehuda, and he brings down a, a deep fundamental insight into this Gemara. He says, in this world, we have a very limited vision. We have a finite perception of things. We see good and we see bad. We see the shidduch we wanted when we were 20 and they said no. Or the big business deal we wanted that fell through. And in our finite mind, we perceived it as bad. And we were sad and disappointed. And there were even times that we had to say, Baruch Daina Emes. However, lost love, I... When there will be a mala or a zdeya, when hindsight will be twenty twenty, we will have the ability to look back on our lives and understand that what happened to us back then was ultimately the best thing for us. That difficult teacher, that challenging child we had, that was the greatest lesson for us. What we perceived in real time as bad, what we viewed as being detrimental to us, was not really bad, but to the contrary, was actually good, was in fact beneficial for us. We will then re-examine those events. We will reassess what happened to us from a clear perspective. And it will be kola toivametev. We will say on everything toivametev. We will thank Hashem even for the suffering and for the hardship. As we will realize that was also toiv. That was also beneficial for us. So with this idea, we can now understand why Rav has specifically used the example of Bein Ar Haman Labarach Mordechai. The Yantava Purim connects to the Olam HaNitzchi, to the eternal world. The Medrash says, When Mashiach comes, all the Yom Tovim will be nullified except for Purim. Purim is also a day when we are mevatl our das, we sacrifice our wisdom and our intellect to Hashem. Rav Druk writes that every Yom Tov we sacrifice something of ourselves to the Rabbi Nishlalem. 
On Sukkot, we abandon our homes and we go live in a Sukkah that is exposed to the elements. On Pesach, we sacrifice our diets. We only eat Pesach food. On Shavuos, we sacrifice our sleep. On Purim, we sacrifice our das to Hashem. So perhaps that's the idea of Adalei Yada by Arahaman the Baruch Mordechai. Since the Antav of Purim connects to the next world, to a world that is Kulaha Toiva Meitiv, says Rava on Purim, we reach the level where we come to the realization that even all the Arahamans, everything that we perceived as bad, is also a Baruch Mordechai. What we perceived as error, as cursed, was also a Baruch, was ultimately our greatest blessing. And now we know. Have a Freilich and Purim.